Everybody, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly. And Troy. And we hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. Um, Troy, how are you feeling? I feel much better. I've got a Demi Moore thing going on with my voice now. And uh, I'm reaping the benefits of that. Coughing up a lot of phlegm. You guys won't have to hear that. <laughs> we'll add all of it out. But um, yeah, I feel so much better now. I'm so happy to hear that. And we need to say thank you to the listeners because... I know if you do Spotify, you get a Spotify wrapped and we're creators on Spotify and we got our wrapped and it is, I can't even put into words. I can't believe it. Just. It's mind blowing. Yeah. Mind blowing. Like what? So thank you guys so much for listening and also sharing. We were one of the top podcasts in the globe shared by people like via text. So thank you for texting your friends about us. Yeah. I love that. Like, I love that. That's the way that we're being shared too. Like it just feels very on brand. We were told we were like Reddit's sweethearts or something, right? Oh God. (laughs) Jesus. I don't know if it's sweetheart, but we're talked about on Reddit. Oh Lord. Reddit scares me. So of course we're going to start with pop culture the way we always do. Troy has finally seen the Selena Gomez documentary. I know you've been waiting for us to talk about it. Troy, what were your thoughts? I'm not going to lie. I was disappointed. If I'm being completely honest, I was very disappointed. But, you know, I, it's like I had to remind myself that documentaries are different now than they used to be, especially celebrity documentaries. I don't know if we'll ever get like a good old school, like truth or dare or something like that again, because celebrities... There's an agenda in documentaries now, you know, it's like they're made to make us see a celebrity a certain way so that they can like move into a new space in their career. And I understand that, but it was just so like, it gave us nothing. Like it, it truly was nothing. It was like Selena skirting and skating around these different topics and bringing stuff up and not going into detail about it. And coming off as like very bratty. I mean, like it was really giving former Disney kid, you know, to me. What did you think? Yeah, I agree with you. It didn't give us much, but it did actually. Lately, I've loved Selena. I don't know how this happened to me, but now I'm a Selena girl. And I actually really liked the part where her mom was like, TMZ told me she was in the hospital. I didn't even get a call. That was Mm. the most shocking thing of the whole documentary to me. Yeah, I liked the stuff with her family a lot, for sure. That was cool. And there were moments of it that I thought were very interesting. I just wish that they would have like gone more into detail about things. That's true. It was very surface. Yeah, like they would mention stuff and then just kind of like move on or like show a clip of her performing. And I'd be like, wait a minute. Like, isn't the whole point of this to talk about all this stuff that people have been like speculating? And like, it didn't really give any insight yeah i'd say the only other thing i really noticed is she seems to be never alone yeah which i don't think is coincidence yeah Yeah, she's yes she's never ever alone what did you think about the infamous like friend was what's her name raquel raquel 
Yeah. What did you think about her? Everybody was like, I thought really she was like rude as shit. <laughs> like, I don't want a friend like her. And yeah. I found something on Reddit. I don't know if it's true or not, but allegedly she works with Hillsong or used to be like a Hillsong person. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, is she a sober friend? Like, is she a sober coach? I couldn't right. place her because she didn't seem like an actual friend to me. Yeah, I agree with that. And people were alleging, I think even somebody in our most recent um, happy hour had said that um, they had read that she was like placed. They were like placed together the way that like a sober coach would be placed with somebody. Um, But we know like, you know, the church does that kind of like creepily. Mm -hmm. It's not like innocent. So I don't know. It's just, it was weird. Her life is weird. And I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. It made me really sad. I thought it was beautifully shot. I thought it was gorgeous. It looked really cool. Yeah. I I, I wish that they dove into more about, you know, almost like blind item stuff, obviously. Yeah. But I still like Selena. I don't, again, I don't know when this started, but here I am. (laughs) No, I agree with you. I'm so much more warm to her now than I've ever been. Uh, I keep trying to get into her music and I like can't. That's but like fair. I literally, I keep like trying. Like I like keep listening to it, and I don't like it. But the only song I really love of hers is "Back to You." That's it. I like Revival. Okay. Revival is so good, but that's like the only one I keep listening to it over and over. So obviously, we also have to talk about the Balenciaga of it all, and this scandal. I mean, who would have ever thought that like the first day that this came out then now it's like world news. Everybody knows about it. Celebrities are having to respond. Um, And this is like a really, this Balenciaga shit has become a very, very, very big deal. Do you think it's just a big fake conspiracy theory? I do not. I really do think it's real. And I think when I first saw those pictures, I knew that they had reminded me of something. And I didn't know that I like, I didn't know that the artist who did them, I like know him. Like I used to follow him on Instagram and he has been doing these pictures for years of kids in different parts of the world and like what, what their toys look like. And like his whole thing is like a commentary on like how kids in America have like so much excess. Cause like, you'll see, they have just like so many like mounds of toys and then He'll photograph some kid from like another country, a third world country or something. And they may have like a couple and it's supposed to be a commentary on like how gluttonous we are. And they like took this guy's aesthetic and like had him photo. Like he didn't like come up with the concepts or anything for this photo shoot. So they basically like bastardized his art and like turned it into fucking child porn. And like, I don't know. I think it actually goes much deeper. Like it's really It's like really gross. Yeah. It's really fucked up. And people zooming in and finding like pictures of court cases and all that stuff. It's so insane. Right. Yeah. I I agree with you. I don't think it's some conspiracy. And I think people need to realize how many rounds of approval that had to go through. It's not like it was just like one approval and then they're like, oh, wait, that was a mistake. Yeah. A ton of adults had to see that. And like, think that it was okay. And it's just fucking insane. Like, and now, I don't know. There's just something about it being Balenciaga that's so funny to me because I feel like Balenciaga for the past couple of years has been 
really just like making fun of its consumers. Like to me, Balenciaga is like one of the at the moment, the most like kind of head tilty brands for me. So it's like, of course, it's Balenciaga. And I feel like I've been, of course, I've been watching, following this on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of people talking about how Kim's her like forced Balenciaga photo shoots that she has to do where she goes out and is photographed in these clothes. They're changing. Like they feel different. Like it used to be she was like decked out head to toe in Balenciaga and like wanted you to know. And it feels like recently the pictures that she's been going out and doing like in parking lots and shit, pretending to be driving around the city. She's like hiding the bags and like, it's, it feels like she's like trying to get this done with and move on from it. And it's like, girl, you have rolled around in bed with this brand so much. I don't know if it's going to be that easy. Yeah. And I did see on Twitter, people are like, well, of course now Kim and Kanye's divorce is finalized two days after the people who sponsored their wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> like, has this major scandal. Right. We Thank see you. you, Kim. We see I you. I know. The way that those girls can dodge scandal is just absolutely insane. It's so crazy, but we are going to give a Kardashian break. Have you been watching the challenge this season, Troy? No, I have not kept up with the challenge this year, and I heard that it was amazing. I actually hate it. Really? The challenge has changed so much, and I get it. I get that they can't do the things they used to do, whether it's not appropriate now or kind of whatever, but I miss when they would, you know, film the bus rides from coming home from the clubs where that's where all the drama was. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the game. I care about the partying and the drama. Yeah. I think that the show used to be a perfect split in between. Mm -hmm. Like they understood that that was like just as much a part of it. Like seeing them party because that stuff interferes with the game. Right like the drama of like the hookups and like people fighting and shit like that's how they become enemies and friends like the scene where katie doyle gets a plunger in her bed in the hell that she puts on that whole house for the whole night that's what i'm watching for yeah and that bleeds over into how they perform like i agree with you that's the best part of the show and now the only real drama they show now is all game drama where it's like, well, you went behind my back and lied to me. No, you were talking bad about me. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. I want to see you get mad that someone's hooking up with someone that you were hooking up with. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that makes me sad. It's so sad. Like that truly is the end of an era. If they're not showing like the drunk shit anymore. Not even a little. And they, only allow them. So I had Jemmy on Nostalgia in now. Yeah. And she said that now they dye their drinks so producers can tell how much they're drinking, which is for a good reason because I know things have happened on set yeah. of the challenge. I do get it. But yeah, I will say I'm very sad about the challenge. I fast forward like half of it. I mean, I guess, I, yeah, I do. I didn't really think about that, but I do get it. That show is, it's a lot of lawsuits constantly waiting to happen. MTV is always getting in trouble for that show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the fact that it's still even on TV, given all of the scandal that it's had is like a blessing. I guess I could see how they were just like, let's just turn this into full on game and like no more people fighting with glass and shit. Well, now that you put it that way again, I understand, but I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. 
So we also have to talk about, because this is so on brand for our podcast, and I have thoughts and opinions, and I want to know yours. We got to talk about Imrata, and we got to talk about Pete Davidson. People are, people are talking. So <laughs> my thoughts of Pete and Imrata, they, I don't even think they like each other. I think maybe they thought that they'd be able to like get along, but the mm. pictures of them courtside at the Knicks with Pete cupping his drink with both hands, leaning away from her. I was like, he yep. doesn't even want to be next to her. Right. And the video of him driving away from her apartment and then Dumois like, well, she did get an Uber and went to Pete's Brooklyn apartment. It's like, okay, I'm all right. Like, come on. Grow up. Come on. It just honestly proves to me that Pete really needs to be guided through these situations. I don't know if he thinks that he's going to be like in the driver's seat now because he's had so much. Oh, you know what I mean? But it's like, girl, you're not that girl. You are not that girl. You need to remain in your lane as the tall, skinny guy with the big dick that people can't believe is hooking up with this beautiful woman. Like, if he is now going to start trying to manipulate the press and do all this on his own, I cannot. Because it's messy and it's clunky and like him driving away and trying to hide his face was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in my entire life. I've never seen anything like it with celebrities. It was really, and that's why, okay, so we talked about this again in our happy hour this month. And I have a theory that now that like websites like Dumois and, you know, blind items are so much more accessible and popular and everybody is speculating of like who's real, who's not like, that's a very a common thing to do now. Right. I feel like people are going to be leaning into that. It's going to be less about whether it appears to be real and more about the chatter of like, if it's real. Well, you bring up Dumois who, um, I'm not trying to get blocked by Dumois. Uh, it's just, they seem to post like certain things about certain couples. Yeah. Do you think it matters if it seems fake if Dumois says it's real? Because a lot of people are just so like, oh, well, Dumois is Bible. See, I think the more, at this point, the more people think it's fake, the more press you get. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's almost like, yeah, let's let people think it's fake. Like, who cares? They're going to be talking about this nonstop. Like, it's almost more interesting if it's fake. Look how much people are talking about Pete and Imrata. And it's all people speculating that it's not real. But they're still talking about it nonstop. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, I don't know if people will care. Like, does Pete care if people think that his relationships are real? I doubt it. I don't know what Pete thinks. (laughs) I don't know either. I'm like, who's Pete's publicist? Who guides him? Who's in his ear? Yeah. Like, who tells him his next career moves? Could you imagine? I think we should be his manager. 1,000%. The way that we would Samantha Jones him, he would have (laughs) an absolute ad within weeks. Speaking of couples, Shawn Mendes is allegedly dating his 50-year-old trainer. I don't know if you've seen photos of them. Definitely real. Yeah. Yes. What do you think about it? I mean, I think that is just a silly age gap. And I know people listening are probably like, they're both consenting adults or whatever. I don't know. You don't, I don't know. It's silly. It's a huge age gap. Sean yeah. Mendez, cut it out. <laughs> it's concerning. Yeah. 
I guess it's it's again. I, sometimes you don't know what to say aside from like it makes me tilt my head and squint my eyes. That's all I can say. Yeah. Just, huh. Maybe we'll get some new paparazzi walks from Sean though. He does great ones. Yeah, I would love to. He's another celebrity I'd love to just sit and have like a talk with and be like, "What's tea? Are you okay?" <laughs> His Vanity Fair lie detector test is one of my favorites. Oh my God. It's, yeah, it's like, it's, it gives me the ick. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't watched it, please do. There's one part where they talk about um, Joe Alwyn and he's like, I've never met Joe. I don't trust him. His eyes are too blue. <laughs> so funny. Now, this is someone we talk about a lot on the podcast. We have yet to do an episode on her just because... She's very aware of when people talk about her. Jesse James Decker allegedly photoshopped abs onto her children. <laughs> so I just sent the picture over to Troy so he can inspect it for himself. She put this out into the world. She posted that onto her Instagram. This is so uncomfortable. Why? Why? I do not know, but she had she addressed it. And this is a really long Instagram caption. But this is who we're dealing with if we do this episode, just so everyone is aware. I didn't plan on addressing this because it's bonkers, but the photos are out there and every single news outlet has posted about this. When I posted the pictures of our vacation and included the kids being silly, flexing on the beach on our Thanksgiving trip, I had no clue it would get the reaction it did. But being accused of Photoshopping abs on my kids or the polar opposite of overtraining our kids makes me realize how bizarre our world has gotten regarding the body and what's normal and what's not. We preach about body positivity and acceptance, but my kids having a mass amount of genetic and built muscle from athletics is weird. I want to raise my kids to feel proud of their bodies and hard work from either Vivi's elite competitive gymnastics to Eric Jr. wanting to be like his dad as an NFL receiver, to little Forrest who spends hours dancing his hearts out. And then it just continues, but that's kind of her response to people being like, no, you. it looks like you photoshopped abs onto your children. And what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? Society and beauty standards and children being free. Babe, you put abs on your kids on Photoshop. Like, it's really like just say that you're sorry and that it was gross. Like what? She's crazy on social media. What the fuck? Those pictures are those pictures look like you remember that little boy from like 10 years ago who was like the strongest kid and he would go on talk shows and lift up like dumbbells and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, I know exactly who you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about? He was like the little boy that had abs. That's what I mean. I guess that was like the goal. Like that was the weird that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't even know what to say. I thought that was like very, that made me very uncomfortable to look at. I agree. And I guess the last thing we wanted to touch on, I need to know your thoughts on the Casey Anthony documentary that Peacock released where it's Casey Anthony explaining how she's innocent. Well, first and foremost, I don't know if you've seen the picture, the video of Casey Anthony dancing on stage at a rock concert. It's my favorite thing. I have in a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, I saw a TikTok of someone like outside of a club and Casey Anthony came up to them and was like, you're beautiful. You should get into modeling. Oh my God. It's scary that she's like, you know. I don't, 
Yeah, like it's scary that like we live in such a weird place right now with fame where we could accidentally make Casey Anthony like an influencer or something like that could happen in in 2022 or 2023. Do you think people would allow that, though? Yeah. And in, in like a mean way. Oh, yeah. OK. Do you know what I mean? Like she could become enough of a meme that people separate Casey Anthony from like who she really, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I really think that we're so fucked up that that could happen. I'm kidding. I'm so scared. I know. But what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's like an insane thing to do? Do you think people should watch it? Like, I'm just curious how you feel about it. I mean, yes, I think it's an insane thing to do, but like, of course people are going to fucking watch it. We're all going to want to like see that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it feels immoral, but yeah, I mean, I would, I would unfortunately want to see it. Okay. You know what I mean? What about you? I'm super against it. Um, but I do understand like the fascination. Yeah. It's giving very like OJ if I did it. Yeah. That's the vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like buying that book is so dark sided, but you also want to be like, what could this man possibly be saying in this, in this book? Yeah, yeah, that's the vibe. Well, that's all we have for pop culture. I will say for Trey Songs, who we are covering, big trigger warning for this whole episode. Um, originally, Troy and I were going to put this behind a paywall, but a lot of it is court stuff, which is public. Yeah, um, and people have been talking about him a lot for the past few years. So I feel like at this point, For sure. And I want to give a shout out to screenshot-media.com and The Cut. That's where I got a lot of this. Um, And there aren't as many blind items about him. It is very much like how we did the Ezra episode or even the Bermuda Triangle episode. So before we get into this, what are your Trey thoughts, Troy? I will tell you that he's one person that I never had any issue like, like, like not consuming. Like mm-hmm. when I found out that he was back, because I was never a Trey Songs fan ever. Like on my list of early to mid two thousands, like R and B boys, Trey Songs was not anywhere near the top of my list, or even near the, like the middle of it. So I sort of know Trey Songs as this guy that people say really horrible things about. Honestly, like I just feel like for years I have been reading horrific things about Trey songs on all on and also he's one of those people that like it doesn't even matter where you look up shit about like if you go on like lipstick alley or crazy days and nights or wherever like there's no place where people respect Trey songs on the internet to me for sure i was a big fan of him probably like 18 to 21 like bottoms up era <laughs> and he had Some other song, I forget what it was, but I really liked it. But I haven't listened to his music in a very long time. Mm -hmm. But I will say, I feel like I'm a little surprised with everything that I found out about him. I didn't expect it to be as bad as it Mm -hmm. was. And a lot of people on Reddit were saying what you always say about people who get canceled or if they're not canceled, literally on Lipstick Alley and Reddit. That's where I got a lot of this from. It's just like, he's not famous enough to cancel. Yeah, it's true. Like not enough people care about him to even cancel him. So he can just 
show up places and you're just, oh, like those Trey songs. I guess it makes sense he's here. Yeah. Like it's almost the same, not that they're the same person or like that he's equally as bad or anything like that, but it's almost kind of the way that you feel when you see Jason Derulo pop up somewhere. It's just like, okay, Jason Derulo's here. He's at the tree lighting on ABC. Yeah, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Now, everything we just said was opinion. Everything from here on out is alleged, although there are court documents, but it's just <laughs> alleged, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start in 2012. And this is from Screenshot Media. Again, this is a lot of domestic violence charges. So just a trigger warning for the episode again. The myriad of proceedings date back as far as 2012 when an assault charge was put forward against him by a woman named Donna McIntosh. According to McIntosh, songs threw a wad of cash in her face outside a strip club in Queens, New York, which gave her a black eye. The singer was charged with misdemeanor assault and harassment. And then going into 2014, this B-list singer is a Grammy nominee. He also acts, he produces, he also has a trademarkable last name through some wordplay. Anyway, he says he has a girlfriend and debuted her to the world a month or two ago. I wonder what she would think of all his Facebook profiles he has to find women online who will do what he wants and fly to see him at a moment's notice. Oh, God. I just like I'm like I'm preparing myself for how gross this is going to be. Yeah. And, and also Ugh. in 2014, I don't know if this was like a bit for the VMAs or something, but it was him and Nina Dobrev and they're both reading like the winners and he kind of comes up behind Nina and like presses against her. And she's like, what was that? And she moves out of the way. Like she's very, very uncomfortable. At first I thought it was a bit when I first like did this. And then once I got to the end, I was like, not a bit. Eka. We're now in 2016, and again, trigger warning. A groupie of this B-plus list singer who has a history of assault says she was raped. He says it was a shakedown. And that's something you'll learn, you'll see a lot of. A lot of people just want money from me. People are trying to exploit me. Mm. Yeah. Because you're so known for having so much money, <laughs> Trey. LOL smiley face was a hit. Right. We're now in 2017. And this is from uh, the Detroit local news. It says assault on police officer. According to Detroit police, Trey became belligerent when he ran out of ran out of time and was asked to get off stage. He began throwing speakers, microphones and other objects. Several concert goers told local four that they were surprised to see him do this. Detroit police officers went on stage and tried to calm him down, but he continued to throw things. A Detroit police sergeant was hit in the head and taken to the hospital with a concussion. The prosecutor's office said the officer was hit with Trey's fist. Trey pled guilty and was sentenced to 18 months probation. I don't remember any of that. Neither do I. What? That's giving very, that's giving very Chris Brown. It is. And they're besties. Yeah. So in 2017, that is when the Kiki Palmer and Trey songs, I guess, feud. I don't even know what to call it. Just Kiki calling him out Mm -hmm. started. So this is from Teen Vogue. 
When Trey Songs released the video for his Pick Up the Phone remix, Kiki Palmer found an unpleasant surprise. Kiki, who makes a quick appearance in the video while seemingly taking selfies on the couch, says that she did not consent to being in the video and was filmed in secret. In a series of Instagram posts, Kiki said her long-term friend Trey pressured her to the point of extreme anxiety, even using sexual intimidation to get her in the video. According to her post, Kiki said she went to a party in Miami that Trey was throwing since she's known him since she was 12 years old. When she got to the party, Kiki said it was actually a video shoot for Trey's song and people started pressuring her to make an appearance because she was, quote, under the influence. Kiki said she didn't feel comfortable being in the video or making a business deal since she just showed up for a party. Now, you know how I feel about Miss Kiki. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with Kiki Palmer. I'm so protective of Kiki Palmer. The thought of Trey songs making her uncomfortable or sexually intimidating her makes me like literally turn into like Hulk. Would you like to read her her post about it? I would. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like I know how much you love Kiki and how protective you are of her. This is preposterous. How am I in this video, Trey? After you found me in a closet hiding because I was so afraid of any more conflict. Literally, my last option was to hide because you all would not listen when I said I did not want to be in the video the first time. Just because you give someone food and alcohol and throw in a little sexual intimidation doesn't mean they will buckle. Yet you still disrespected me as a young woman whom you've known since she was 12. You still defied my wishes and in turn showed your lack of respect for a brand that took me 14 years to build and put me in the video against my wishes. It's okay to hide if that's the best way to remove yourself from a situation. I've suffered from anxiety most of my life. I did not go to high school. I'm a bit socially inept. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters is I said no, Kiki wrote. P.S. Don't feel bad about saying how you feel. Ugh, I hate that. And the thought of her, like, just the thought of her being, like, at a party and feeling the need to hide in a closet because you're so uncomfortable, like, that's wild. It's insane that this, this has been, again, something that's just been brushed over and kind of talked about, in my opinion. Yeah. Rather than actually talked about. Yes. And it has, I mean, listen, if Kiki Palmer was somebody else, if Kiki Palmer was some, like, cute, dimple-cheeked, white, former Disney girl, who's to say how differently this would have been handled? Or if Trey Songs was more famous... Like, it's wild that we will, like, put those stipulations and those, like, sort of, uh, like, check marks on, like, a person's story. Like, are they famous enough for us to care? You know what I mean? Is Kiki Palmer famous enough for us to care? Like, all of those things. It's wild. And she was very honest about this. And even when she went on Wendy Williams, Wendy kind of blamed her. Mm-hmm. And, like, judged her for it. Like... That could only happen to like a young black girl, honestly, on national television. And also, this is Trey's response. So this has been public. This isn't something we found in blind items. This is on Trey's Instagram. So sorry for those that believe everything without knowing anything. However, I cannot devote my life to responding to or clearing up every side of every story you hear about me. When would I actually live? I know my character. I know my truth. I know my heart. God does too. 
Words to anyone who's being tested right now, dot, dot, dot. I feel you. It'll pass. I've been in a million storms and they all pass. Don't let the noisy thoughts of others drown your inner voice or your inner peace. To release a response like that and people not care, that is wild. Like, that's fucking crazy. And I'm going to I'm going to throw myself in that because I knew that this all happened, but I didn't I don't even remember that response, maybe because it's so like it's such bullshit. Yeah, it's and there are more responses like that coming up, if you can believe it, Troy. Lord. Oh, God. We want to really quickly let you guys know that this week's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Unfortunately, life does not come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change or a new relationship or becoming a parent, all sorts of things. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, it's accessible anywhere, and it's 100% online. You guys know Troy and I have both talked about using BetterHelp. It's helped me a lot get through the holiday season. I started using BetterHelp during the pandemic, and I loved it. First of all, being able to like talk to therapists that aren't necessarily like in your state, because sometimes you don't connect to people that are like around you or like that you have access to. So being able to talk to a therapist that's like in a completely different part of the world at your fingertips is really cool. I never even thought of that. That is cool. Yeah, sometimes the therapists in your neighborhood suck. (laughs) So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash blinds. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash blinds. And then this is another quote from The Cut. In December 2017, another incident involving songs taking place in a strip club was reported in Philadelphia which resulted in a female fan suing the singer. She claimed that after attempting to take his picture in a car park, he allegedly slapped her phone out of her hand and into her face, causing her glasses to break. So now we're in 2018. After initially being dismissed, the story of this b plusless mostly television actress, most recently seen in a defunct middling television show of how she was sexually assaulted by this A-list singer is now being investigated. Apparently, four other women have told almost the exact same story of how they were assaulted, too. So 2018, a lot of people come forward about Trey songs. And of course, they're talking about Kiki Palmer getting the ball rolling about Trey songs. And then this is another quote from The Cut. Trey songs was arrested at his L.A. home for felony domestic violence against a woman named Andrea B. She alleged that songs choked her, punched her in the face, and knocked her down, and she expresses hopes that Songs will get the help for his violent tendencies. Quote, although I am not your first victim, she said in a press conference, I'd like to be your last. 
On Twitter, Trey Songs denied her account, saying that he had been lied on and falsely accused for someone's personal gain. Los Angeles City and district officials declined to pursue the case after Song's legal team supplied witness statements and information to the LAPD that apparently contradicted B's account. According to TMZ sources, the case was dropped and she withdrew the complaint she had filed. So now we have Trey's response to that. For weeks, my lawyers and management have asked me not to comment on this, and I initially agreed, but this morning I feel that my fam... The women that raised me, my friends and fans, especially the youth, need to hear from me. I'm being lied on and falsely accused for someone's personal great gain. I won't be speaking too much more on this, but would like to thank you all for the prayers and support. I hope that that message made it to the youth. I know. That's, that's the most important thing. I hope the youth is really listening to Trey songs on this. <laughs> we know how important he is to this uh, current generation. And then this is another quote from ScreenshotMedia.com. Only four months after this, Songs was sued for $10 million for sexual battery by a Georgia woman. The unnamed woman alleged that on New Year's Day in 2018, while in Miami's 11 nightclub, the singer tried to, quote, forcefully place his hand under her dress without her consent and attempted to, quote, insert his fingers into Jane Doe's vagina without her consent or permission. The lawsuit read, according to Complex Magazine, the suit also detailed that another woman confided in the Jane Doe victim that she was also subjected to assault by Songs. Per documents obtained, the second victim said that Songs, quote, touched her butt without consent. The suit was settled out of court in April of 2021, and Jane Doe withdrew her complaint. So now we are in 2019, and this is from Complex Magazine. A bartender filed a lawsuit against Trey Songs for an alleged incident in 2019, which the man says ended in the singer punching him in the face, but charges were later dropped. And now we are in 2022. And this is just kind of like a random thing. Um, I never watched Double Shot of Love with Polly D and Vinny. I don't know if you did, Troy. I did it. I did not. But apparently two girls from that show were arguing over who was really at Trey Song's house. And it was in one of the articles, so I had to watch it. And I don't know if it was Susie or Nikki, but one of them was like, I've really been to Trey Song's house. I don't think that girl has. So say it's Susie. Susie walks up to Nikki and she was like, do you like the fountain in Trey's um in Trey's driveway. And Nikki's like, yeah, I took a picture in front of it. And then Susie was like, he doesn't even have a fountain in front of his. (laughs) It was so insane. And I just thought it was like a weird side note that like they're discussing this on an MTV reality show. That's hilarious. It's very like, um, that's something that they do a lot on Bad Girls Club. They'll be like, you guys may know me because I have been to Justin Bieber's. And then some other girl will be like, um, I literally went to Justin Bieber's, you didn't go. And then it'll be like a season long fight. And they'll literally like physically fight and like cut each other with glass because somebody allegedly fucked Justin Bieber. That's so funny. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is also from screenshotmedia.com. In August of 2020, Songs was also accused of urinating on a woman without her consent and not letting her leave his hotel. The woman named Eliza an OnlyFans model and a friend of socialite Selena Powell appeared on the popular No Jumper podcast in August of 2020 with Powell. She said, quote, I got peed on too. 
I don't know what happened. He just did it, adding he's psycho. He took my phone and my purse away for like a whole day, held it over the balcony and was like, bitch, if you try to leave, I will drop this shit. And then Trey's response to that was, I usually stay quiet on this, but I feel that in many ways, the movement to fight for women who actually have suffered harassment and abuse on various levels has been hijacked by those who find it convenient for themselves to come up as they seek to destroy someone's life. The gall. Also, Trey, you don't usually stay quiet about fucking anything. That's something we've learned. Yeah. Damn, the nerve. This really is giving Chris Brown. And again, it's one of those things where they're on a very popular podcast talking about this, but nobody cares about Trey songs. Right. That is so crazy. It literally is he's not famous enough for people to care. That is so nuts. So now we're in 2021. And this is from The Shade Room. And apparently Trey Songs has an OnlyFans. I did not know that. I don't know how long he's had it, but he got in a fight with OnlyFans model Dime Racks. So this is just bulleted from The Shade Room. So Dime Racks shared a video of him in her bed. He made an Instagram story with the song, Wasn't Me. And this is from lovebscott.com. As you guys can see, we were really digging through, through the discussion boards on this one. So it says that Trey also confronted the woman via DMs, which have since been leaked by Diamond. Quote, now you want to try me being funny? People are even sending me what you posted on your Instagram right now. I'm about to even be pettier than you. Got the right bitch. I'm posting everything right now. He wrote to the model who responded, I'm making a joke of it. Don't be extra. It's obviously me. So he's saying he's making a joke about it. Like he's not mad about it. Then it says claiming it was Trey who asked to take the video down. She wrote over a screenshot of their DMs. Quote, Trey really got me fucked up. Should I post everything? Because I can since he wanted to be funny after asking to do a video. And she went on accusing Trey of overreacting, writing to him, quote, I do not understand what you want. Yeah, babe, it's a joke. Don't be dramatic. Lol, we still talking. I ain't blocked you and I ain't tripping. Ain't been disrespectful or nothing. Just chill. In the caption, she blasted him. This man is funny as fuck. Listen, I'm ready for the girls to just gather around and put everything they have into a pile. We will we will hold the ceremony here on on <laughs> beyond the blinds. Absolutely, you know what? No, but for real, if you know someone who has had some kind of contact with Trey Songs and you want us to put it in a blind item, like I feel yeah. like we need to talk about this more. Especially because, like we've said a million times, people just don't really seem to give a fuck. Right. I'm sure even when people saw this episode out, they were probably like, Trey Songs, I haven't heard that name since like yeah. 2018. I know. And it's a weird thing, too, when somebody becomes known for being an asshole. It's like when you hear stuff, you're, it's kind of like, it just kind of rolls off your back because you're like, well, yeah, Trey Songs is an asshole. Like, oh, another girl came forward. But this shit is wild. It is. It, yeah, and you're right. It's even like, say if Say if Charlie Sheen does something crazy, it's like, oh, just Charlie being Charlie. Charlie being Charlie. And just a heads up for everyone listening, and Troy's about to read the next blind. Enti 
is really obsessed with Beyonce not speaking up about Trey songs. That seems to be like something he's really mad about. And to me, I'm like, what about everyone else in the industry? He picks on Beyonce specifically about this. Interesting. I had no idea. Dear one named permanent A-list singer, Beyonce, solo in a group, Destiny's Child. Many people look to you as a role model, so it is really upsetting that you decide to publicly wish happy birthday to an accused serial sexual assaulter slash serial beater of women slash kidnapper of women, Trey Songs, who restrained one woman against her will and urinated on her. Please do better. Love, NT. Um, I mean, he isn't, he isn't wrong, but I get what you mean, like, why is it like one person specifically's responsibility? That's a weird, that's a, that's a weird. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going back to the cut in November, 2021, the Las Vegas metropolitan police department launched an investigation into songs over an alleged incident of sexual assault at the cosmopolitan hotel. The Las Vegas police dropped the charges without pursuing anything but they said that the investigation could be reopened if there is new evidence. And then screenshot media in March, 2021 without a care for COVID, he was caught spitting in the mouths of two fans, which a lot of people were really, really upset with. It doesn't say if the girls were like cool with it or not. It just says that he was spitting into fans mouths during the um, pandemic. (laughs) <laughs> the other, okay this is the other thing that i want to mention because i keep having chris brown flashbacks and the weird thing about like and it, it feels very specific to r&b stars like r&b males mm-hmm. where like their fan base will like ravenously defend them in this like really psychotic way they do it with chris they do it with r kelly they do it with him obviously he's not as famous as those two but like he still has like a very loyal, like him spitting in women's mouths like that, like just sparked that thought where I'm like, he has like a whole gaggle also of women on the internet that really violently defend him as well. Yeah, for sure. So just wrapping up Trey songs in 2021, in July, 2021, American actor and writer Corinne Steffens sat down with comedian Lala Milan on her podcast, The Salon with Lala Milan, confessing that songs, quote, tried to pee on her on her birthday. And the following one is from January 2021, where Trey Songs was arrested at an NFL match in Kansas City after being involved in a scuffle with police. Songs was not charged with the incident. I know that I tease it all the time, but one day I really want to do a Corinne Stephens episode and just go through every man that she wrote about in her book. I'm not even familiar with who she is. So she is, I guess you could say she's like a former video vixen, but she wrote a book in the early 2000s that became really famous called Confessions of a Video Vixen. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, and she went through and like basically detailed her sexual relationships with every man in Hollywood and like what their penis was like and how they were in bed and how they treated her and if they were gay or if they were straight or if they were in the closet, she just like exposed everybody. And everybody that we've talked about times 20 is in the book. Um, And I've read it like nine times in my life, but I would love to do an episode where we go through all the guys because she like does it in order. 
I know we're not celebrity memoir book club, but I will buy that book and we can go through it on like Patreon yeah. or something. Yeah, it's, it's a great audio book too. Just her talking about fucking everybody and being like, this person's gay. And there's a part in the book where she, I'll just tell you real, this one quick one. Tell there's, us a few, Troy. Get us, we need to support <laughs> this woman. Thank you for her work. Oh, she's everything. She's so smart and funny too. But um, there's a part in the book where she goes to a club in, in Miami with Exhibit and Diddy. Okay. And it's Diddy's night. He's They're just kind of tagging along to where he wants to go. And they're like in this club and she's standing next to Exhibit. And Exhibit is like looking around and he's like, wait. And he's like, is this a gay club? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, Diddy took us to a gay club? And she was like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> That's the tea. And yeah, like she just, she spills all the shit. She's amazing. We should try and get her on. I, I would die. It'd be flying too close to the sun for me, but I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're now in 2022. With this A-list singer accused of yet another sexual assault, you would think the A-plus list one named singer would finally call him out or put some distance between herself and the singer. But she hasn't and won't. He must have something big on her. And that again is Beyonce. I mean. Like when I think of Trey songs, I don't think of Beyonce. Do you know what I, I mean? Nobody does. I don't think anybody immediately thought of Beyonce when this stuff came out. Like, oh, was Beyonce going to say something? The first people I thought of were Kylie and Kendall because of that black and white photo where it's Kylie and Kendall in the middle. And then on one side is Chris Brown and the other side is Trey songs. And Kylie was like 15 or 16, I think. Eek. What a, what a motley crew. Yeah. This A-minus list producer slash wannabe rapper was already linked to one notorious singer slash rapist. And now it turns out he hosted the A-list singer slash serial woman beater while he raped someone. So that is Diddy. Used to be close with Trey Songs, Now friends with Chris Brown. I will say that lawsuit against Chris Brown was thrown out. I don't typically stand up for Chris Brown, but that blind, um, the the lawsuit was completely thrown out. Right. This A-list singer had a New York Fashion Week get together and front and center was the singer slash serial rapist who seemingly can do no wrong in the eyes of the singer. Am I, like, have I been living in like a bunker? I do not, I mean, I guess you guys will let us know. I don't equate Beyonce to Trey Songs like at all. Not even a little bit. I do not put them together. Uh, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe I should be looking it up more. I mean, that could be, maybe that's like a blind spot. Yeah, please let us know. Yeah. The momager, Kris Jenner, to one of her daughters, Khloe Kardashian, quote, you really need to find a good guy, someone who's not a former NBA player who's a drug addict, Lamar Odom, and sleeps with strippers, and definitely not someone who's an NBA player, Tristan Thompson, who cheats on you every chance he gets. You need a storyline. Don't worry, mom. I have found the perfect guy, Trey Songs. He's one of my exes and makes a ton of money. His best friend is Beyonce. Sounds perfect. Quote, he's perfect, and I don't believe for a second the dozen women who've accused him of sexual assault. Do we know if that conversation truly happened? No, but we do know that there were rumors about Chloe and Trey. So much so that I was like, Chloe, you've already picked so many bad ones. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember us talking a lot about Trey during the Chloe episode. Mm-hmm. And again, best friends with Beyonce. I don't get it. Yeah. Now that he only has half a dozen sexual assault allegations against him, this illiterate reality star thinks this is the perfect time to take her relationship public with him. And that's Chloe. This one name, permanent A-list singer in a group and solo, was scheduled to make a surprise appearance at an upcoming versus battle. She pulled out when she found out the very troublesome pair accused of molesting and grooming multiple people were also going to make an appearance. There's a limit to the number of times she can get away with hanging out with awful people. And allegedly, that was Beyonce. She was going to show up at a versus battle, but pulled out because Tiny and T.I. were there. And I guess it was going to be Trey Song's um, versus battle. I do not believe that. I could see her pulling out because of Tiny and T.I. Yeah. But I can never see her even going on versus. That's what I mean. Like, Beyonce just showing up on a YouTube stream versus battle. But let's talk. What does Channing Tatum have on Beyonce to get her on lip sync battle? Right. This is all a lot for me. This I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm in the Twilight Zone. Troy looks upset. His face is like very <laughs> upset right now. <laughs> Everyone is praising the former half dollar rapper turned television tycoon for kicking out of an event this serial sexual assaulter who was best friends with lots of A-listers. The removal was not because it was the right thing to do, but because if something happened at the event, the tycoon didn't want to be sued. And that is 50 Cent kicking Trey Songs out. Now that's believable. So now, th- 50 Cent actually tweeted like, Trey Songs, you're a weirdo. Like, just- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's funny. Now, this is something that happened that I think got a lot more people talking about Trey songs. We've mentioned this. Rory, he's the co-host of the Joe Budden podcast and said that Trey songs will eventually have a Netflix documentary worse than R. Kelly's. And he lists this as why he allegedly beats women. He's disgusting. His documentary is going to surpass the R. Kelly documentary in 15 years. Quote, somebody is going to knock him the fuck out. This isn't one story. This is personal that I know at least 15 women, all with the exact same experience, and I know them not to be liars. He also said, I'm not talking about the charges he was cleared from. I'm talking about people I know personally. I remember when he said that, and I was like, finally, somebody is like actually putting the weight on this that it deserves. Comparing him to R. R. Kelly. Yes. You can say what you want about Joe Budden, but every once in a while, he will sprinkle some some wild nuggets on that podcast. And that was one of them. And this is from The Cut in February of 2022. On February 15th, an anonymous woman filed a civil lawsuit against Trey Songz, accusing him of anally raping her at a house party in Los Angeles in 2016. According to the suit, the woman had a consensual relationship with Songs until the party where he allegedly invited her upstairs to his bedroom and pressured her into anal sex. The suit also says the woman repeatedly refused Songs' request and asked him to stop asking her, at which point Songs turned into a, quote, savage rapist, pinning the woman to the ground, ripping off her pants, 
and anally raping her despite her screams and pleas for him to stop. Following the alleged incident, the suit says the woman received a sexual assault exam where examiners concluded she suffered severe anal tearing. The woman is currently seeking $20 million in damages and representatives of songs have denied these allegations on his behalf. I always just think about the people who facilitate this are almost worse than the artist. Like the people who help cover the shit up and help trick these women into going to these rooms with these men and the, the men who stand in front of the door that make sure people don't come in. Like those are like the worst people. You know what I mean? Like, cause they, they never get in trouble. Even after all this shit, after the artist gets exposed, those are the people who then go on to work for other celebrities. And help with the same thing. Yeah. And like, that's makes me really sick. That's a good point. They should bring that whole team down. Not just mm-hmm. one person, like anyone. You're, that's such a good point. I never thought of that, honestly. That was the one thing I liked about the R. Kelly documentary was that they they actually put a face to these like security guards and bodyguards and these people having to answer and be like, uh, yeah, that we do. We were just doing our job. You know, it's like, how do you get to just go off and work again when you are literally for years helping this guy rape women? Right. And just so you guys know, this is the most recent rape claim from Dylan Gonzalez. She took to Instagram about it. Trey has not put out a response regarding this, but Dylan said, with what seems like endlessly reoccurring news of the alleged sexual assaults committed by Trey Songs, I'm forced to repeatedly relive in my mind and suffer anew the long suppressed horror and the unbearable PTSD of the rape by his very hands at a well-known Las Vegas hotel. I want to send my love, strength, and hope to all who are victims of sexual assault and its fatal nature. You are not alone. I stand with you and encourage all those who've suffered abuse to speak out and come forward. Suppression of our voices only emboldens our oppressors and you cannot heal what you do not reveal. At this time, I humbly request my privacy, consideration and compassion while I fully commit to pursue the best course of action and all of my legal options. So she, she put that out there. Um, And as far as just a few weeks ago, I guess this is from Hot1029, and Trey Songs has been accused of attacking and repeatedly punching a woman at a bowling alley in New York City. The woman alleges that Trey allegedly beat her repeatedly in the bathroom of the bowling facility. The police have not revealed what provoked this alleged attack, but they're investigating the incident. Trey has been accused of rape and assault in the past, but he denies all those allegations. Trey's representative said a source close to the investigation informs us that Trey has been cooperative with authorities and expects that when all the evidence is reviewed, he will be exonerated. This is another instance where those involved try to blame the celebrity with hopes of getting fame or riches. I'm still using that as an excuse. This, I mean, how is that still the only excuse that you're using? I have no idea. How do you have people advising you, lawyers, telling you to put that as a statement out, that people just want money? Like, it doesn't work like that. Right. 
somebody has to make a documentary about Trey songs, like for real. And that's, that's the end. That's, that's everything with Trey songs that I could find, but I do, I do want to say, I know people listening um, have been, you know, survivors of domestic abuse, sexual assault, all those things. I do want to give the phone number to the national domestic violence hotline. And there are over 200 languages So even if you don't speak English, there is someone there to speak to you. It's 800-799-7233. And if you don't feel comfortable calling, there is a text messaging system where you can text START, S-T-A-R-T, to 88788. And again, I know this is really common and there are people there who do want to help and will believe you. Oh, it makes my stomach hurt. I'm glad that you gave that, though. I think it's really important. And it's also important to know that you can text, not just call, because I know situations aren't always the safest where you can just dial a number. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that is the Trey Songs episode. I guess how we always end is, is he rotted? And I think he's worse than I thought he was. Me too. I, he's definitely worse. It's It's weird, like... To hear all of it compiled like that, again, he's just one of those people where you're like, oh, yeah, everybody knows Trey Song sucks. Everybody knows that. But like to actually hear the claims, to hear the allegations, to hear all of it compiled and like to know that it's just like common knowledge, like everybody in the industry just knows that. And I think what's really interesting is people are comfortable going on podcasts and talking about how horrible he is. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just wonder like what it would look like again. Like, is he famous enough that anybody would ever do some kind of big expose or something about him? Or is he like not a big enough name that that would ever get any kind of like traction? I don't know. Cause will people be like, Oh, Trey songs is a bad guy. Or like, why is there a Trey songs documentary? Right. Crazy. He deserves to be fucking exposed in like a big major way. And again, who are like the people that work for him, people that work for guys like this also deserve to be fucking exposed. And also, by the way, the like the other really shocking thing about the R. Kelly documentary when they did expose the people that were helping facilitate so many women. Mm-hmm. And that's like the other thing is those those slippery people that like you would never think can help facilitate something like this, but are such a big part of it. I bet there are so many other behind the scenes women and like just people that are like a part of this big machine of helping him rape girls at his shows. Right. Just sick. It's so sick. And this is definitely like a tough episode to come back after like a little break, but I'm glad that we did this one finally. And I'll keep my eye on any like updates for these trials. So if there are updates, I'll make sure to update the listeners. And again, if you guys have any knowledge of anything or anything that you want to say, or if you have any, you know, whatever, like we will anonymously talk about it on the show or, you know, how we don't, we'll make a blind up about it or whatever you want us to do. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, thank you for making 2022 a year that changed. I know my life. Big time. Big time. And yeah, we will, we'll talk to you guys next week. Make sure to rate, subscribe, tell your friends, all that fun stuff. And maybe don't send them this episode to start with. (laughs) 
Yeah. Use them into one like this. <laughs> we love you very much. Bye. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.